0: Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. Russia hopes to blow new life into a Russian proposal for a multilateral security architecture in the Gulf, with the tacit approval of the Biden administration. If successful, the initiative would help stabilize the region cement regional efforts to reduce tensions, and potentially prevent war racked Yemen from emerging as an Afghanistan on the southern border of Saudi Arabia and the Gulf of Aden, and at the mouth of the Red Sea. For now, Vitaly Naumkin, a prominent Russian scholar, academic advisor of the Russian Foreign and Justice Ministries, and head of the Institute of Oriental Studies at the Russian Academy of Sciences is testing the waters, according to Newsweek, which first reported the move. Last week, he invited former officials, scholars, and journalists from feuding Middle Eastern nations to a closed-door meeting in Moscow to discuss the region's multiple disputes and conflicts and ways of preventing them from spinning out of control. Mr. Naumkin, who is believed to be close to Russian President Vladimir Putin, co-authored the plan first put forward in 2004. The Russian Foreign Ministry published a fine-tuned version in 2019. Russia appears to have timed the revival of its proposal to begin creating a framework to deal with Houthi rebels, seemingly gaining the upper hand against Saudi Arabia in Yemen's seven-year-long devastating war the Iranian-backed rebels appear to be closer to capturing the oil and gas-rich province of Marib after two years of some of the bloodiest fighting in the war. The conquest conquest would pave the way for a Houthi takeover of neighboring Shabwa, another energy-rich region. It would put the rebels in control of all northern Yemen. The military advances would significantly enhance the Houthi negotiating position in talks to end the war. They also raised the specter of splitting Yemen into the north, controlled by the Houthis, and the south, dependent on Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. The battle for Marib could be a final stand for the possibility of a unified Yemen, said Yemeni writer and human rights activist Nabil Hatari, A self-declared independent North Yemen would potentially resemble an Afghanistan sitting on one of the world's critical chalk points for the flow of oil and gas. North Yemen would be governed by a nationalist Islamist group that presides over one of the world's worst humanitarian crises, struggles to win international recognition, restore public services, and stabilize a war-ravaged economy, while an al-Qaeda franchise operates in the south. The Russian initiative also appears geared to take advantage of efforts by Middle Eastern rivals, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Turkey, and Iran, to reduce regional tensions, get a grip on their differences, and ensure that they do not spin out of control. Russia seems to be exploiting what some describe as paused, and others as stalled talks between Saudi Arabia and Iran, mediated by Iraq. Iraqi officials insisted that the talks are on hold until a new Iraqi government has been formed following last month's elections. The discussions focus at least partially on forging agreement on ways to end the Yemen war. Mr Namkin suggested that the Russian initiative offers an opportunity to carve the Middle East out as a region of cooperation as well as competition with the United States in contrast to southeastern Europe and Ukraine, where U.S.-Russian tension is on the rise. In the Middle East, Russia and the United States have one common threat, the threat of war. Neither the United States nor Russia is interested in having this war, Mr. Naumkin told Newsweek. A States Department spokesman would not rule out cooperation. We remain prepared to cooperate with Russia in areas in which the two sides have common interests while opposing Russian policies that go against U.S. interests, the spokesperson said. The Russian proposal calls for integrating the U.S. defense umbrella in the Gulf into a collective security architecture that would structure Russia, China, Europe, and India alongside the United States. The architecture would include, not exclude Iran, and would have to extend to Israel and Turkey. UAE efforts to return Syrian President Bashar al-Assad to the Arab, if not the international fold, although not driven by the Russian initiative, would facilitate it if all things were equal. Inspired by the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, OSCE, the proposal suggests that the new architecture would be launched at an international conference on security and cooperation in the Gulf. Russia sees the architecture as enabling the creation of a counter-terrorism coalition of all stakeholders that would be the motor for resolving conflicts across the region and promoting mutual security guarantees. The plan would further involve the removal of the permanent deployment of troops of extra-regional states in the territories of states of the Gulf, a reference to the U.S., British, and French forces and bases in the region. It calls for a universal and comprehensive security system that would take into account the interests of all regional and other parties involved in all spheres of security, including its military, economic, and energy dimensions. In Mr. Naumkin's reading, Middle Eastern rivals are fed up with what's going on and afraid of possible war. Negotiations are their only remaining option. That seems to drive men like UAE Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed, his Saudi counterpart Mohammed bin Salman, Qatari emir Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan and Iranian leader Ibrahim Raisi to reach out to one another in a recent flurry of activity. These are talks between autocrats keen to protect their own grip on power and boost their economies, not peace in our time, only within our borders, cautioned the economist. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer at middeastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.